this week on a New Year's episode of Hello Ross, my personal nutritionist to the stars and to regular people like us, Dr. Sheila Hughes pops by to say, maybe you ate more vegetables today than you did, right? It's a step forward and it matters and it still counts because that's the way we make long-term changes. All that and, oh girl, so much more. It's a new year and a brand new episode of Hello Ross. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome to the program, everybody. It's 2023. Hey, did you hear the news? <laughs> and I know what so many people are doing right now. This time of year, we all do it. We make those resolutions. We, we make a decision to do something good for us to change the way we live. And for, I would say, like, you know, a few of us, like 99.99999% of us, that usually means uh, trying to lose weight, getting ourselves to, you know, I'm going to go to the gym every day this year. I'm not going to eat a carb at all in 2023. I'll tell you right now, that's probably going to last till Thursday <laughs> and no judgment. It's so confusing. I have struggled with why weight my entire life. You know, I just, I, I didn't understand food uh, growing up um, and I was always chubby and then it sort of became my identity. And then I was just who I was. And then I went on this TV show. You guys remember Celebrity Fit Club? <laughs> so weird. So weird. You know, they're like, hey, hi, get, uh, here's nutritionist. Uh, you won't see them for two weeks. Now go kayak against Screech from Say by the Bell. Okay, see ya. And it was like, you know, I ate nothing. I was so, they weighed me in on national television. And it was just, you know, that's, that's a great diet for a second. Because once the cameras stopped rolling, I ordered pizza and just gained it back and more and more and more. It's because I didn't understand it. I went on diets. I was up. I was down. I was so confused. I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. Every time I put weight back on, I just was just, in, I was just mortified because there's so much self-worth tied up in that number on the scale and those jeans that don't fit anymore. And you guys know, if you have struggled with this, you get it. It's confusing. It's mortifying. And I have been so mean to myself. So mean. Have you done that thing where you sit and you, you look yourself in the mirror and you think, even if you don't say it out loud, you think the worst things about yourself. Like if I heard somebody talk to them, to, to anybody, the way I talk to myself, that I would do what, what we call in the business, a bitch slap. <laughs> I would walk up and say, you don't talk to that person like that. I love that person. So why then do I talk to myself like that? It's because I think weight loss is so more even mental than it is physical. It's confusing. It's personal, right? I've changed my life in the past three years. You know, I'm down, I've lost like 60 pounds and I have been maintaining now for a couple of years. 
And I, it all happened after my mom died. And I just decided I wanted to be here as long as humanly possible. And I, I, I asked a friend, a fancy friend, like a famous friend, you know, what do I do? And my famous friend said, you should, um, you should go to this nutritionist I go to because I talked to her and she changed my life. And I was like, nutritionist. Um, okay. That's something a Kardashian does. I don't do that. That's not, I don't have like $10,000 to pay someone to tell me not to eat a Cheeto. And they're like, okay, for starters, it's not that much. And I was actually, I mean, I'm talking like a couple hundred dollars was what it cost to have this like sit down couple hour conversation with Dr. Sheila Hughes. And then throughout the pandemic, and I did it over Zoom. And then, you know, once a week or so, I would Zoom with her for a few minutes. When I needed her, I would email her. She gave me a game plan. She gave me a way to kick it off. She gave me scenarios where, you know, confused at a restaurant, how to order, what to order, how to handle it, how to do it in real time, not some fancy thing, not, not some you know, magic pill that did it, but like real time in the field, how do I do this in this scenario? How do I deal with it mentally? How do I deal with it practically? How do I do this? And I'll tell you something, learning about it changed something for me. Dr. Sheila Hughes was such a gift to me because she taught me a lot. And then of course I worked with a WW, which was a perfect way to uh, track everything. I've been very open about this with you guys because I know how confusing it is. I get so many messages from you guys asking me how, why, where do I start? I know I need to do something, but I have no idea what. And I want to reply to every single person. I do, but I can't. And so what I decided to do is bring Dr. Sheila Hughes here to talk about our experience together, my experience with her. And so she could impart some of the wisdom she's given to me, to all of you, because we're all... I think trying to be the best version of ourselves. So how do we do it? How do we do it? And I, I, can I just say this too? I'm still in the fight. This is not a fight we win. That's something I've come to terms with. This is a battle we'll always be in. If, if you are a member of this club, this is a battle we will always be in. And if somebody has figured something out, I think we should share it with each other. And so Dr. Sheila Hughes has helped me. I want her to help you. I want you to get something from this conversation, even if it's one question answered or one piece of motivation, something. Plus, Dr. Sheila Hughes is just fabulous. She is. She's just like the best. She's great. I, I look forward to every chance I get to chat with her. And I'm so excited she's here today to chat with all of us. Coming up after the break, it's my nutritionist who has just helped me gain control of... Um, of of my body, you know? And uh, I hope to use what she's taught me moving forward. I hope she's going to teach you something too. It's going to be a great combo. Dr. Sheila Hughes is up after this to say, hello, Ross. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hello, Ross. Well, hello, Dr. Sheila Hughes. And thank, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I know you are in high demand and everyone's trying to get appointments with you all the time, but especially this time of year, it feels like everybody is like entering this weight loss journey right now, which I think happens every new year. Is Do you find that this is the, the most popular time when you're like your inbox is, to- inbox is totally flooded? Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, you know, it's really interesting. I think then that there is something called that fresh start effect, right? And so that's what the new year seems to be for most of us. Um, a time to do things differently, to do things new, to make changes, um, you know, but it's also the same thing, um, say, if you start on a Monday or you start on a Sunday or the beginning of a month or at the end of a vacation, right? But those are all fresh start times, right? Well, and that was my question to you. Is now a good time to start something like this or is there too much pressure on it? Should it just be a rando Wednesday <laughs> in February or April that we should do this? Because New Year's resolutions do have that. There's so much weight that comes with them, ironically, pun, it pun unintended, but pun there. Yeah. So much weight with that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. You know what? It's, this is what I say. The best time to start it's when it's best for you. So okay, if it's preach. at the beginning of the year, yeah, then that's great. But if it happens to be later in the month or in March or whatever, then uh, that's fine. Whenever's your best time. So there is no bad time to start, but let's talk about that's starting right. because so many people, Dr. Hughes, you know, I've been very public with, with my ups and my downs and my, my journey, just because I think we have to lay everything out there. It's the, why we're, why social media exists is because we're there to be social and interact. Right. Right. And right. so I have been finally, I feel for the first time in my life after I went to go meet with you, um, in like the height of the pandemic and, and really started getting an understanding of food in my body. And then of course I work with Weight Watchers and all of that. But for the first time in my life, I feel like I really have my hands on the reins. You know, there's, I feel like there's no real winning this fight, but you're always in the battle. But my question to you is, is why is it so confusing? Because everybody asks me how, 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 and I don't have the answer, but I, all I know is that everybody is confused. Why is this so hard and confusing, Dr. Hughes? Well, when you say hard, you're referring to, to what? To figure it out. You know, I think I hear from so many people who say, I know I need to get my stuff together, but I have no idea how to do it. Or I've never been able to do it because we really do know what we need to do, but it's about, it's about taking that step and sticking to it. Why is this so hard? This universal struggle? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe part of it is number one is lots of folks don't start with that initial commitment. 
you have to have a really strong why in the first place in terms of why it's important to you, right? So whether it's weight or whether it's something else that you want to do, become, create, express in your life, you have to first, number one, start with a really strong why. Why is it important? Why are you willing to put that time and energy into it? And I think, unfortunately, a lot of us want to do something, but aren't willing or able to put the energy in it. So while it may work for you at one time, you know, um, perhaps years ago, it didn't work because it wasn't, you didn't have a strong enough reason why at that point. Ooh, I love that. What is your reason why? Because that, that resonates with me and I'll tell you why. Because I have tried and failed and ups and downs and it wasn't until during the pandemic when my mom passed away and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, was old enough to understand because my, my dad passed away and I was 24. I didn't quite understand it, but I was, you know, 40 when my mom passed and I, there was my why is because I was just, I, I saw that how, how you can leave this planet. And I decided, oh, I want to stick around as long as possible. And that's when I came to you and and I, can I just tell the, the viewer just, or the listener just really quickly too, that you actually <laughs> met my mother before I even met you. <laughs> right, yeah. Can you tell the audience how, like, this is so weird. I didn't even know you. And That's we, right. sort of, we met like maybe two or three years before I came to your office. Can you tell everybody right. that little story? How right, 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 right. So I had a very good friend of mine then who took me to, um, it was, uh, I think it was a bubblicious, uh, Champagne drag uh, it'd brunch. Be, it'd be the Ross Matthews bubbly brunch. Mm-hmm, drag right. Brunch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And so I was there and having just a wonderful time. And then, but there was a woman who was also sitting next to me that, at a table and we started talking. Um, and uh, I had no idea actually, even until it was over, then that, you know, because you were there. Uh, that she was your mom. But we were just talking and having this great conversation and whatnot, enjoying ourselves. And, you know, it was the first one I had been to. And so, and then I met briefly, I think actually I met you because you came over to speak to her. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't interact at that time. And it wasn't until later then that we realized like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so weird because I do these brunches and, and she, Dr. Hughes, you didn't even know who I was, but your friend brought us to one of these yeah, brunches. No idea. And, yeah. and then years later, my mom passed and I came to you and you were like, I've met you before and I've met your mother. And I just couldn't believe it. It was almost like my mom brought, <laughs> brought me to you. And I, I remember that day in your office. I don't know if you remember this, but I just telling you, like, I'm so confused on, on, on how to do this, this yeah. And when you talk now about finding the why, I mean, that, that was my why. So I, I think that is the mm-hmm. first step. And my next question to you is once people have found the why, can you confirm or deny this? Is, is weight loss more mental or is it as mental as it is physical? Yes, it is. It is. It is. And don't forget, I mean, yes, there are a lot of medical and physiological reasons for people to gain weight and to, to, to lose weight. But so much of it then is mental. Because even if you have the perfect diet, you know, the perfect plan, uh, you know, whether it involves supplements or medications or whatever that is, if your mind is not in the right place, it's still not going to work. Don't forget, so many of us then overeat. 
And, you know, we're eating the wrong things. And the reason why we're doing that then is because we're anxious or angry or lonely or tired or bored, right? And unless we deal with some of those things, it will always be a ongoing problem. So how do we deal with them? Because I... Because I agree with you that that it is mental. It's so bizarre. It's one of the only things that I can think of that is, for me, totally mental in terms of controlling it. But when either whether I'm controlling or, or out of control, it manifests physically. You know what I mean? It, it's uh-huh. it's very weird, and I think that's why there's so much shame in weight loss. Is when you because when you have lost that grip on it mentally, it manifests on your body. So you, people see it, and you can't hide it. You know. I, I don't want to minimalize addiction, but it sort of is sort of this the, the same thing a little bit for me. I, I can understand addicts because when they have let go of the, that of that control, and, and, and forgive me if I'm saying any of this wrong, but it manifests on their body and their body, and and, yeah. and 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 that's for me. That's what I want to explain to people is that sure we're trying to get our bodies together, but it starts in in your brain. So anybody it that starts in your head. It starts in your head, making a decision and, and f- finding a way to stick to it and learn and do it. But so for anybody who's looking at this mountain, and that's what it feels like, you know, when you are at, at, a, at your high weight and you know you have to do something, it almost feels like looking at Mount Everest. Like, how will I ever climb that? And if I begin to climb, how will I ever get to the top? So right. how do we begin? By making a decision. You know, that's always the first step, making a committed decision. And then from there, then going on, once you've decided then what it is, then what you want to do, then you start with small steps. You've heard then that that quote about what's the best way to eat an elephant, how to eat an elephant. I've you know, never heard this. I've never, you never heard that. No, well, no. I haven't either personally. That's okay. not tasty. But, you know, it's it's one bite at a time. Right. It's one bite at a time. That's how you do that. And it's the same thing. If you ask someone, can you lose five pounds? Yes. Most people are going to say, yes, they can lose five pounds. Right. All right. So, but then can you, all you have to do is lose that five pounds. Maybe if you've got 50 pounds to lose 10 times. So you just then look at that first five, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go to the next five and then you go to the next five and then you go to the next five. Right. And so you take this big thing and then you break it down into these easy, you know, pieces. Mm-hmm. But you, and, them, and here's the thing. I, well, I call them doables. You know what I mean? If right, you look they at are. Something, something impossible, you just find the doables that you can do and they add up. Right. And you were going to yes. say something. I cut you off, Dr. Hughes. What we yeah, no, no, no. That's fine. I mean, the other thing, it has to be a realistic expectation. Right. So, I mean, I have folks then who come in here and they want to be like stick thin. And I mean, these are big bone people. That is not going to happen. <laughs> so uh-huh. you, st- you still have to be realistic then in your expectations, mm. you know, in terms of what you want to do. And the other thing you always have to recognize is there are going to be setbacks. Always. There are always setbacks, right? Now, some people refer to them as failures, right? Mm -hmm. But are they really? Here's the point. It's just information. You don't get to attach an emotional distress or angst or anything to it because everyone is going to have a setback. You know, there was a study done, actually, I think it was in Sweden, but it's with 
for New Year's resolutions, believe it or not. And but these are ones that were done um, over the course of um, two, two years, I think. Right. But over that course of that two years for that person looking to get to their goal, they had how many setbacks do you think that person had? Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like I've had four setbacks today. So I can, I can, <laughs> I can imagine hundreds in two years. Hundreds? Yeah, right. That's the whole point. Right. And yeah. so there's something that's called, you know, excuse the language. What the hell effect? And the okay. what the hell effect is when you mess up. Right. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I messed up. I blew it. Well, what the heck? I might as well just give up or start again tomorrow. Or and we all know what happens about tomorrow. Right. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that happens because we feel guilty. Oh, I messed up. Oh, I'm guilty. I can't do it. Right. And so then that's where the problem starts right there. But at that point of that setback, if what we actually do then is look at that and say, oh, well, that's interesting. What happened? Right? Why um, did I make that I, choice? Why, why, why did, did I, I make I... that choice? Yeah. What happened? How was I feeling? I'm thinking. What was I thinking? I'm feeling. What was I feeling at that, at that point? Right? And then use it simply then as information. It's just data. Right. That allows you to go on to progress then without any shame. Yeah, well, it, it is data, but it's also real life. And something that I, I remember when I was when I was in, you know, starting my journey and I didn't want to mess up. And I remember one time I was driving, I was on this road trip and I was so hungry, but I didn't know where to stop because all that was around me was fast food stuff. And I didn't know where to stop and I didn't know what to do. And and what I liked is that I came to you and I told you that and you gave me this game plan of like, well, here's here's a here's where here's a restaurant I recommend. Here's what, how wherever you go, you can order where you can have, you know, and it gave me a game plan. And I know not everybody has access to a nutritionist, even though I, I when I talk to you, I talk to you over Zoom. You're very affordable. It's doable. I, I swear. But I um, what what can people do in those situations? I mean, should we should we be having like community conversations. And I, and I asked this because I remember there were all these weight loss things before where people would go to these meetings and things. I remember thinking I would never in a million years do that. But I do think there is something about accountability. So if people can't go to a nutritionist or can't afford a weight loss program or something, can they start a club with their friends and hold each other accountable? Do you recommend that? Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Right. And so you just have to make sure then that the people then that you are doing this with are actually folks who are um, in your corner, you know, people who are not going to be judgment, you know, who, who aren't going to do that. Right. The last thing we need are, is the food police. Right. Um, you know, folks are going to ask you this, that and the other. But, um, you, you know, have, and there are Facebook groups. You can do it with just a group of friends as long as they're going to be supportive, right? And I, I and I think one of the rules for that is then it needs to be um, approach oriented. So in other words, people who are going to say, yeah, then that's what happened. That's how what happened to me. This is how I moved forward, right? You know, rather than avoidance then this is what you shouldn't do. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do the other. But as long as it's in the other direction, telling you um, each other what they can do, how they support each other. I mean, I think that's the way to, to, to do it. 
Yeah, but anyone can do that. Do you think? I'm asking you little things because I'm I, I I about the process of losing that I have questions about. Like, what do you think about weighing yourself every day? Do you think that keeps you on track, or do you think that you should just weigh yourself once a week and not obsess over the scale? Do not obsess on the scale, right? And but everybody is different, Ross. You know, there are some people who can weigh themselves daily and they can keep themselves accountable um, that way. Other people, that number on the scale is going to dictate what the rest of their day is like in terms of their emotional <laughs> wellness. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm a I'm a weigher every day, and it, it's funny if it's like a half a pound up, I'll be like, I'll feel completely like a like one of those balloons in the Macy's Day Parade. I'll just be like, <laughs> oh god, oh my god. I'm, you know, and it's it's like I live my my self worth by that half a pound, which I know is not mm-hmm. great, but it does keep me accountable because say it goes up two pounds, I'm like, okay, I need to rein it in. Mm-hmm. And my my issue, and then and then I want to get to maintenance is my issue is when I would go out of, even when I hit would lose, when I would sort of get off my, my track, I would Mm -hmm. just avoid the scale because I said, I don't want the answer. I don't want it to scare me in the face. And that's okay for a couple pounds and five or something, but then it would be 20 pounds. It would be 30 pounds. It would be 40 pounds. And I think people get that. And so I always call myself a weight detective because in the past, whenever I lost it, I could always find it again. Honey, put, put, Put Ross on the case, he will find that way, you know? And so when it comes to maintenance, how do we do it? And and this is an ongoing conversation that you and I are having. I mean, just right, yeah. right before the mm-hmm. holidays, I called you and had set an appointment mm-hmm. to have a game plan. By the way, I weighed in the same weight after the holidays as I was before the holidays. So oh, that's congratulations. Yes, thank you so a- much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, and that's because we had a game plan. But right. how do people maintain it is i think as difficult to do that once you've lost as it is to lose in the first place you know i i agree with you i think it is i think you know then um and i'm not going to say how much i lost or how much i weighed but at one point in time i was probably twice the weight i am now wow so yeah yeah so but the thing about this is is then that it's an ongoing thing I mean, that was back in 1982. I still have to think about it. I still think about it then every day. But if there are small things, then because, you know, I don't want people to feel deprived. Oh, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't eat the other. But so for a lot of people, then yes, if we are, I mean, I give myself like a indulgence meal, maybe once a week or once every two weeks, right? Ooh, what is and your that indulgence way- meal? Like, what was your last one? Tell me about uh, it. And talk slowly. And I'm going to play, like, sexy music under it because I really <laughs> love this. Tell me. Tell me everything, Dr. Sheila. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, um, <laughs> one of those ooey-gooey chocolate uh, cake, uh, those lava cake things. Oh, you did that? You had that? I did that. Was it warm? Yes. Did it have ice oh, cream? Well, Yes, yeah. with vanilla bean ice cream. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, how was it? How good was it? It was amazing. It was great. It was great. But here's the thing. You know, when I listen to my patients talk so often, people will talk about foods like that um, and then what they're currently eating. And they're like in two different, you know, spheres completely. Um, you have to love and enjoy what you're currently eating. Right. 
You have to learn how to enjoy that. And one way to do that then, and this also helps you then with maintenance, is by eating with all of your five senses. Okay. Right? And then, yes, it will also slow you down as you eat. You end up eating less. But if you eat with your five senses, so what's the smell? What's the aroma, right? What's the visual appeal? Before you start eating, then do you appreciate what it looks like at that point in time? Okay, right? I'm working it. So the, last night, last night I went to dinner with my husband, and uh-huh. I ordered I ordered um, salmon on lentils. Good, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm walking through it. So come, I was like, mm, that smells good. Nice and, you know, seared and yum. And I put a little lemon on it. Oh, bright, 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 bright. Mm-hmm. So then I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm like, oh, look how pretty the salmon there skin we is go. crispy. Yeah, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lentils are steaming. There's little chunks of vegetables in there. Okay, there we good. go. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at it. So what now? What, what do I do next? Okay. And so then what about texture? Taste. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what does it taste like? What are oh, all the different? Yes, for different spices and things then that Ooh. you can uh, feel and appreciate when you're Ooh, when you're eating that medium well, and it's flaky and oh yeah. yum, and there's that yeah. lemon and that brightness and that there's a little crunch left in those uh, lentil. Yeah. Okay. So I'm walking through. Okay. Anybody else turned on? Anybody else turned <laughs> on by this? Because I am getting into it. Sheila. Okay. <laughs> but I see your point. Is that we do yeah. take our our time with it. And it's an experience. It's not just scarfing down. And I am so guilty of that mindless eating, especially at night snacking. Let me ask you this. I Uh and I, I stand here in front of you on behalf of all snackers across the world. (laughs) I believe like I would, I, I do it to this day. I will like eat a little less at lunch, breakfast, a little less at dinner so that I can have some sort of snack while watching my 90 day fiance. It can we snack and maintain if we choose a snack that doesn't like, uh, uh, sabotage us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Then you can. Absolutely, you can. Yes, and I do remember what is it—the pickle and parmesan thing or whatever. That I is. do like some of those <laughs> plastic pickles sliced really thin. You know what I mean—a little disc, and I do a little parmesan, and then I'll do some blueberries or a, you know a couple cashews or something like that on a little mm-hmm. plate, and I like that. Mindless. Another one that you told me about are like um, a Persian cucumber sliced really thin with some lemon, mm-hmm. some t- yeah. chili powder or something on it. Right, like right. Yeah. So here's the thing with the with the snacking. Plan it ahead of time, right? So it's just, so it's not mindless. So when it's mindless, then that's when we get into trouble. I was talking with a patient yesterday and she was telling me about this stuff that she was eating. Now she was eating some sort of chips or whatever. And of course, everybody tells me, oh, well, was it gluten-free? Like that makes a difference. Well, it's still a carb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Uh So, but, you know, she had eaten, I don't know, the, like the whole bag of these, you know, special chips or whatever they were, right? And I told her, go get the bag for me. And she did. And I said, okay, well, look at this bag. What is the serving size? And she was like, oh, it's like six, seven chips. How many? And I asked her, how many did you eat, right? She said, well, I ate the whole bag. <laughs> like, well, that's the issue. That's the problem. If she had planned that ahead of time and taken what she was going to eat, put it on a plate or a little dish or bowl or whatever, and then that's what she was going to have, then that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the other time that snacking becomes a problem, 
you know, was when you're just kind of, it's an all day deal, right? So you have breakfast and then you have a snack between breakfast and lunch. And then you have a lunch and then you have a snack between lunch and dinner, right? And then after dinner, you know, if you just fasted in between your meals, that would really allow you then to be so far ahead. And by fasting, you just mean don't eat between breakfast and lunch. Don't yeah. eat between lunch and dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless, unless Fast- you were, unless Fasting's you're someone who was word. doing. Yeah, I know. But you know what? For some folks, fasting is just not eating breakfast. Do you recommend this though? Because I, I, I don't know. I never that would never work for me. I, I just think eating regularly and eating healthy is the way to go. Are you about these fad things like fasting or all cabbage soup diet or all that kind of crap? No. Oh gosh, no, all cabbage soup. No, no, no. But for some people, and I do have to admit, for some people. Fasting works really well. And then don't forget, there's not everybody who can eat breakfast. There are some people, they eat in the morning, actually feel sick, right? So for them, yeah. yeah no, not for you, believe, know, right? you know, you know so, what I think about? Bre- <laughs> I'm thinking about breakfast when I'm eating dinner the night before. I'm like planning it out. What I'm, gonna have. I'm always like thinking about the next meal. So fasting to me just seems so foreign. But I think it, you're, you're right. It's just whatever works for you, as long as you're being healthy, works mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Speaking of being healthy. And I want to end this, our, our conversation on this. I'm so grateful for all these real life tips because I, I just think they're going to help, help us. It is so, it is so personal and so confusing and we are, and I have, to, I, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that mm-hmm. when we're struggling, we are so mean to ourselves. Yes. You know, like I, the things I say to myself and have not so much anymore, but in the history, when I've been at my highest or my worst or whatever you want to call it, when I'm looking in, in the mirror, the things I say to myself, I would never say to another human being. And if I saw another human being treating a human being like this, I would confront that human being and say, we don't talk to each other like this. You don't talk to somebody I love like this. Why do we treat ourselves so poorly when we need the most help. You know, it seems to be just, I don't know, part of the the, the the human condition for so many of us to to do that, to treat ourselves in that way. But it's about loving and honoring yourself first. You know, no matter what, no matter what your weight is, no matter whatever you see is a problem or an issue, then it's it's always about loving yourself first. No matter what your weight is, right? Um but yeah, we will often then do that, put ourselves down. But that's also why it's important to realize about those setbacks, that they're going to be there and that they're okay. And it's fine if you have one. Yeah. I think I'm reevaluating something. I think that, you know, we said earlier, the first step is to find your why. I think maybe, maybe the first step is to make peace with where you are right now you know, and, to, mm-hmm. and to feel like you deserve to take that next step. And I think, I think if I could make, and I'm, this is real time. I'm figuring this out because I, I want to find an answer for people who ask me and I see all of your DMS. I see every single one of them. I see all people emailing me every day. People on the street ask, they just say, what do I do? How do I do it? And I think, I think maybe that's going to be my new answer is like, first, just make peace with you now and love yourself right here, right now. Even if you think it's your quote worse, love yourself here. If you can love yourself here, you can get anywhere, right? 
That's right. Um, that's right. So that's what we've learned today is to start by loving yourself, making peace with yourself and treating yourself like you would love anybody else. And then find your why. Why do you want to do this? And then I love how you talk about those little things. So you need to lose 50 pounds. Let's start with five. Let's start with five. And they add up. And then forgive yourself with these setbacks. Because remember, we love ourselves. Go back to step one. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And you may have heard me say, Ross, there are a gazillion ways to get from Los Angeles then to New York. But you can still get back to New York. Right? Mm -hmm. You may end up in mm -hmm. Phoenix City or you know, or, or someplace, but you can always get back. There's can we stop by Dollywood back. on the way? I'd love to swing through Dollywood <laughs> on the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, but I get it, you know, and and I just I think the last question is anybody that's listening to this mm -hmm. who is hearing that voice and there has been hearing that voice in their head saying, I got to change something. I've got to do something. You're the expert, right? You have helped from big movie stars and real people, people across the globe. You have talked through in real time who have been on in, in the trenches doing the work to, to better themselves. So anybody listening with that little voice who knows what they need to do, my question from them to you is, can they do it? A resounding, absolutely, yes, they can. You know, you just have to believe in yourself and start small and then move forward. And every little small step, give yourself credit for every step then that you make that's forward. You know, it doesn't have to be big. It has to be just a small one. Maybe you drank more water today than you did yesterday. Maybe you ate more vegetables today than you did, right? It's a step forward and it matters and it still counts because that's the way we make long-term changes. It's one step at a time. Well, we can do that. Dr. Sheila Hughes, I want to thank you. Um, we're going to, I'm going to have, uh, I have questions from listeners. It's our final five. It's going to be exclusively on our mm -hmm. YouTube page. If you search Hello Ross or Cumulus YouTube page, we're going to have questions from listeners that you're going to answer there, Dr. Sheila Hughes. Um, but I want to thank you. Uh, and if people want to find you, if they want to book an appointment with you and you are accessible and affordable and so good at what you do, and I did it all through Zoom with you, how can they do that? If people are listening and want to do that, is there availability? Can they? And how do they do it? Yes, absolutely. Just call the office. Um, and my office number is 424-208-3093. Um, and so my staff will answer. We'll get a little bit of information. I like to do like a, 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 a brief 15-minute consult with folks so they get a chance to, to meet me. Let's make sure then that I'm right for you as well as you being right for me, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can go on and then we'll go on from that. But yeah, call the office and or send us an email and it's Dr. Sheila Hughes office at Gmail, Dr. Sheila Hughes office at Gmail. Yeah. And if people want to go to Dr. Sheila that's Dr. Sheila That's your website. They can find all the information there. And, uh, Dr. Dr. Hughes thinks you can do it. I think you can do it. I'm in the fight. We're going to keep this conversation going all the time because this conversation about wellness and the journey and forgiving yourself and earning it and, and being worthy of it is so fascinating to me. It started with you, uh, Dr. Hughes in the middle of one of the hardest times of my life when I just decided that something needed to change. So thank you. I'll just thank you for being there for me every step of the way. Oh, you're so 
Well, it's true. And thank you for coming here to um, open <laughs> what I what I've learned from you up to everybody else. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. It's a pleasure for me too. All right. Uh, make sure to go to our YouTube channel to hear the final five questions from listeners for Dr. Hughes. And uh, if you're going to keep listening here, I'll be right back. Well, thank you to Dr. Sheila Hughes. And thank you to you for listening. I hope you got something from that conversation. I, I really I really do. And, and this is going to be an ongoing conversation with us. And it's a, a conversation I'm having in my social media as well. You know, I'm, I'm always here to have those kind of combos with you because I'm still figuring it out. I don't know that we ever will. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I think we're just we just got to be in the fight. Being in the fight is how did GI Joe used to say? That's half the battle. <laughs> do you remember that? Hmm. I don't know. Well, I I do know that I'll always be having this combo with you, and I also know that you know I'm I'm trying to give you everything I'm learning. So if you go to my uh, Instagram or my TikTok, I have a brand new recipe out. It's for uh, this thing I called Squash Matthews. It's based off this uh, recipe I get or this dish I get at uh, a place here on Long Island, a piccolo that is so delicious. And it actually solves the problem. A lot of people ask me if I'm going to eat healthy, how do I feel full? Well, girl, this dish will make you feel full and it's so delicious. So go check out my Instagram. I'm at Hello Ross everywhere. If you want to have uh, more conversations about this, let me know. I'm Hello Ross on all social media. Also, if there's a guest you want to have, come on, uh, let me know too. You never know. We'll pop by next week to say hello, Ross. Until then, bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.